It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety. You can find them on the web at HMS Motorsport, no as HMS Motorsport. Dot com and we will tell you more about them and about my computer career and a little bit about Strutmasters too as we get into the show a little further so glad you're with us tonight we are coming to you from the race chaser studios in mooresville north carolina seated next to me at the table is jacob zielman from the speed sport and chris murdoch and i'm just laughing that you we're looking at Chris and talking about me first. I pointed at you. Oh, I I missed the pointing. My behind the glass is Randy Miller over in the tech shed, and we are going to talk motorsports for the next couple of hours and look forward to hearing from Chandler Smith, who is doing a couple of things this year. He's back in the Arca Series with Venturini Motorsports, but he's also going to be um, making his Truck Series debut for. <laughs> yes, I see. Yes, four. <laughs> He's going to be making his truck series debut in four races for Kyle Busch Motorsports. And with all that, I'm sorry. I was just hoping that would throw you off, and I well, succeeded. You, you succeeded. <laughs> yes, you did. That's uh, one of the few times you managed to get me off my game here. Anyways, we continue with some conversation about Atlanta Motor Speedway and about NASCAR because, well. We had the debut of almost all of the new package at whoop Atlanta whoop. over the weekend. And uh, Jacob and Chris and myself are all there. And I want to know what your thoughts are, guys. And we'll get Randy's as well. going to start with Chris because I can. Your overall thoughts on the cup race and the new package. The restarts were cool. Um but other than that, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, it was basically Atlanta. Atlanta's a boring race, no matter how you cut it. In my, at least in my opinion. Now the finish, yeah. the finish between Brad Keselowski and Martin Truex Jr. I thought was was great. Um, I don't think it's perfect yet, but that's what NASCAR's there to do is make changes and and take data and see what works best and hopefully at some point down the road you know whether it's next year or the year after we get a, a decent handle on this package and we get some really good racing well okay i'm gonna let jacob actually uh go next and share his thoughts and randy before i share mine i was gonna say give me two seconds okay to i'll let randy go yeah let randy go and calculating then I'm, I'm not sure what math. you're calculating go Just, ahead randy you know since you you threw it there i actually watched it on tv and this is the first time in a long time that i actually was a little bit excited about the race but then as the race went on, I'm like, okay, this is just like Atlanta. But then at the end of the race, I was like, oh, wait, maybe we might get that cool finish that everybody likes to see at Atlanta. I think if we'd have went 196, maybe 197 laps, we would have got that finish. But, I mean, I it just I have to commend Brad Keselowski because, you know, people give him crap all the time about, you know, winning a lot of races and just being Brad Keselowski. But, I mean, the guy was dying, like, on Friday. And he, you know, toughed it out and ended up winning the race. And that's that's just a really cool thing. The, and and shows you the you know how much of an athlete these guys really are because he was he was sick like he was dying, 
And, yeah. You know, he was able to come back and, and you know, endure it and win the race. That's, that's pretty cool no matter who you are. So. Okay, Jacob. All right. So I finished doing some math here for a minute. And a couple of things that I want to unpack uh, in regards to what Randy just said. Number one, yes, Brad Keselowski was so sick, number one, he uh, could not participate in happy hour final practice on Saturday. Austin Sindrick had to do that for him, at least sure for the did. first two-thirds. And Paul Wolf even said after final final practice that he was not sure that Brad was going to race on Sunday. Brad kept saying he was going he was yeah. sure he was going to race, but Paul Wolf said he wasn't sure that Brad would be well enough to race on Sunday. Sure enough, Brad was well enough to race on Sunday and you think back, you remember when he broke his ankle in a testing crash? Remember what he did yeah. the next yeah. the, the, that weekend yep. he won. Yep. Brad has this penchant for whenever things go bad or he's, you know, supposed to be down for the count he comes back and says um no so that part for me was fun but like randy said uh the the restarts were awesome i loved that as uh, ryan newman going four wide around the kyle larson lane and somehow fitting that rolling lime into a hole that it should not have rolled into was really fun but for all intents and purposes yes this was pretty much typical atlanta in the last six races prior to Sunday, we had averaged 23 lead changes over the course of the race. We had 26 lead changes on Sunday, which is a little bit above average, but it's really not that much different than any of the races right. we've seen going back to 2013. So, but that's the thing with this package that nobody, had, you know, at least it seemed like nobody took into account outside of the media core. You know, the fans weren't listening to the fact that this package does not do what everybody wants it to do, which is pack racing, on tracks that are cheese graters. Cheese graters mean tires wear out. Tires right. wearing out means handling comes into play. Handling coming into play means you can't hold it wide open, and this package to create competitive racing, just like at Daytona and Talladega, requires a driver to flat foot it. Therefore, typical Atlanta. Well, yeah. I knew I knew this was what we were going to get. You're right. We did almost get that fantastic Atlanta finish, as old DW says, and that you know, for me, that that kind of took this Atlanta racing kind of took me back to 2000 or 2001, back when you had Bobby Labonte and Dale Earnhardt in that great run of finishes for a couple of years, or Kevin Harvick, Jeff Gordon, where you had somebody save enough to come on late and make something happen, and Martin Truex was about half a lap away from making something happen. Didn't quite work, but that's really what I equated. Sunday, too, was kind of that 99, 2000, 2001 era of Atlanta racing. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I really feel, I guess I have a more optimistic or a more positive view of I, all I this. I don't want to say I'm not positive. I just kind of, I expected what we got. I felt like, yeah, okay, the restarts were cool. That's great. But I also felt like the cars, we had 26 lead changes among nine drivers. It wasn't like... It wasn't a bad race. Have, it wasn't like we didn't have a battle for the lead, and I felt yeah. like there was racing all around the racetrack a good bit of the time. Absolutely. Um, See, and that's the cars were much closer. Now, yes. I agree with you, and I was going to point out that Atlanta being so hard on tires, this for me, it was not something that I really didn't expect. As you said, right. I knew we were going to have, I guess the only thing I hoped for was that when the tires did fall off, um, I had hoped maybe that would be, there would still be enough pack racing that 
it would it would be a little bit more exciting and you know the cars would be a little closer together but they but i think they were pretty close i yeah. don't i just know that from first to 30th overall was a lot closer but yeah clean air still matters on a track that eats tires that's really le- legitimately what it comes down to i mean to to me i i believe that actually this was the best atlanta race i've seen in the last few years and I thought the finish was great. I mean, you know, Brad could have lost the race. You know, it was... He almost did. Right. <laughs> it was in doubt. And that's all that that matters to me um, is that we had, I thought, a good race all the way through. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, I think the biggest positive out of this is that when we get to Vegas and we put some grip on the track and we Hello, have our progressive banking, okay, now the question is going to be... You know, what does flat footing do for us? You know, are we in a situation where for all, I mean, you can't, I can't believe everybody's going to be, you know, flat footed in traffic. So, because the track's not that big. So what's that going to do for us when they get into traffic and how's that going to play itself out? Um, you know, so it should be interesting. I, I'm I'm okay with, with this race. I would give this race, as, you know, a solid seven out of 10 and, and, Honestly, last year's was about a two, thanks to Kevin Harvick. So, yeah. you know, for me, last year's race was just awful, um, unless you're a Kevin Harvick fan. And this year, I thought it was a good race overall. And I love the side story of Brad Keselowski. I, I don't like that he didn't feel well, but I do like the fact that he obviously he overcame it. It made it a great story. Um, can I add what else made it a great story that yes. we don't have enough time to unpackage fully in this segment? Yes. But we can after the break, too. Brad Keselowski has unlocked an achievement. The Mark Donahue tribute helmet because he is now the all-time winningest driver in Team Penske equipment ever with 60 victories. I bet Chris didn't even know I knew what uh, what achievement unlocked meant. Uh... No, you were you were in iRacing. racing. <laughs> they had achievements in iRacing. racing. Even Randy's sure. laughing over there. Even I knew what it was. <laughs> I I didn't know what it was, but I'm. I'd You're not, not a gamer. Yeah, I'm a nu- I'm a nu- well, it, not just iRacing. racing. I think that that achievement it, it doesn't really mean anything to the average fan, but to a fan who understood who Mark Donahue was, and I'm one, and who watched you know Mark race and has seen video of Mark's races and, and has read his book. Um, you know, I think that this achievement is unbelievable mm-hmm. for somebody like Brad to come into an organization because Mark ran everything. It wasn't just, oh, absolutely. I mean, it was IndyCar it was sports cars. It was, you know, F1. Yeah, he, I, he did, he did it all. And to be honest, I don't think Brad's done yet. Oh, heck no. no Brad's not absolutely done by a long not. shot. No. I mean, you you look at guys like Brad and Kyle Busch, and, you know, those guys are still young enough to raise five, six, seven winning. more years. Yeah. We'll I, talk Ky- about, we'll Kyle's talk about, only yeah, 33. I yeah, see him running we'll another talk, 10. We'll talk about Kyle's achievement that he unlocked in a later segment. Yeah. Yes. We yeah. Will. I just, I, I, I thought Brad winning was really, really fun. And yes. it was a great ending to what could have been a really bad weekend for him. Oh, so absolutely. With that, we're going to step aside. When we come back, we'll continue our talk from Atlanta. Of course, more cup. We've got Xfinity. We've got trucks and we've got Chandler Smith coming up. We might even touch on some IndyCar before we're done today because they're opening next week. 
um, at uh, St. Pete. So we'll start digging into some of that as well. You are listening to The Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, and we'll be right back. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at HMS Motorsport. Dot com and uh, also, of course, presented by uh, Strutmasters and mycomputercareer.edu. And with all of that, we will tell you more about all of those folks as the show goes on. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, and Randy Miller. And we continue with our discussion about Atlanta Motor Speedway and the NASCAR weekend that was. We've been talking about the Cup Series. You know, there were a few different storylines in this event 
uh, obviously the package was uh-huh. but one of them. Brad Keselowski rebounding from his illness was another. Yep. But there were some folks who just had some really, really strong performances in yeah. this race. And one of them was the driver that I picked last week to win on this show. And you all laughed at me when I picked him. Daniel Hemrick got as high as fourth in that race. And I think, I'm not going to say he had the kind of speed it might have taken to beat Brad Keselowski, but he certainly was going to finish in the top four or better. Um, A late race issue, obviously, hampering him. But um, Daniel rebounded from getting spun out on pit road to the top four and really showed, I think, the capability of what he can do with this package. And I think he was one of the guys that illustrates the fact that this package is going to help some of these teams close the gap. It's almost like you were uh, reading what he said to me after the race on Sunday, because that's almost exactly what Daniel said. (laughs) Well, I mean, I just feel like, Chris, Daniel really showed what he's capable of. And again, the kid just never, I should stop calling him a kid. He's about, what, 24, 25 now? 27. Okay, 27. So, but the young man just never gives up. He doesn't, and and I thought that's what was really, really great about his run, because throughout the day at Atlanta, we saw a bunch of people, you know, drop to the back and struggle to make their way back up to the front. This race on Sunday was very, very built on making zero mistakes on pit road because there was right. almost it's it's almost impossible to make your way back up through the front. We saw Kyle Busch blow that tire and he never made it back up to the front. Right. And and, and the same goes for Eric Amarola. He started on the pole. He was my pick to win. Had a strong car. Got speeding on pit road, fell to the back, and never made his way back up to the front. Daniel Hemrick and that eight-car team did so well in making minimal mistakes on pit road and were able to just capitalize on everybody else's misfortunes and put themselves in the right place at the right time. And I think that's almost as important with this new package as, you know, having raw speed. Well, well, I agree with that. Randy, I think Daniel did himself proud. And I think it, it's uh, I think this shows that Richard Childress racing – certainly it has something with this package to contend with. Yeah, and actually that's exactly what I was going to say. Daniel Henry did do a good job, but more not more importantly, but the icing on top for me is seeing RCR do so much better. Yes. I mean, Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500 last year, and that's the only thing they did. Yep. Really. Um, so the fact that Daniel has, has, had, had, has had two strong runs already this year. Easy for you um, to say. I know, right? Uh, just proves that RCR is, is starting to make a comeback, and that's, that's definitely got to be a good thing. Well, I think it is, and I I just feel like uh, this is – I don't think this is the last time we're going to be talking about Daniel Hemrick up in the top five this year at all. I think uh, you're going to see more and more of Daniel running up there. Uh, Uh, Yeah. I just think it's 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 great that we don't have to sit and talk about Penske and Gibbs and – Stuart Haas, the entire. Ah. I mean, I mean, it's been you know last year it was just like oh my god, seriously another one of those three cars won the race again. But so, on the I mean, flip side of that though, you know, you mentioned all those teams, but you left out one, and I do want to talk about one that just did. Well, god off. Yes, can I get well, to, can I can I get to that in a second before y'all sure. completely leave me out about the RCR discussion? No, well, go ahead. well, go ahead and and talk about RCR, but I before we get to the to the negative 
sides. There's a couple more positives here. Okay, good. I like positives are good. Yeah. Well, I have a half positive. Uh, Warning, warning, RCR fans, you might want to tune me out here for a minute. Otherwise, you're going to be sending me hate mail in a minute, and I'm not going to apologize for it. Number one, yes, I am thrilled that the eight car showed something, and I am thrilled that Richard Childress Racing Equipment was running up front, and I am thrilled that the rookie that I believed would do something this entire year is already in race two doing something. However, I've believed that Richard Childress Racing was capable of something like this for a couple of years. Richard Childress Racing, in my opinion, has not had an equipment problem the last two or three years. Richard Childress Racing has had a driver problem. Whoa! I'm going there. Daniel Hemrick showed what RCR equipment is capable of at the cup level. The last couple years, RCR has not had drivers that I believed were capable of going up front and running for the win. Sorry, Austin Dillon fans. Send me hate mail if you want. But Daniel Hemrick, to me, the sky is the limit right now, and I believe there's a glass ceiling that we've already seen Austin Dillon hit, quite frankly. Look at his two wins, one on fuel mileage, one on dumping Eric Almirola on the last lap. He's not going to change my mind until he shows me he can go out and dominate a race the way somebody like Kyle Larson did on Sunday. I know Kyle didn't win, but that case in point. Well, not wrong. I, you know, I don't. I'm not ready to dismiss Austin Dillon as a, a driver who's capable of uh, contending for wins. I want to see a little more data sample this year of what he does with uh, Danny Stockman back on the pit box because I think that's he a didn't combination. He did much on that, Sunday. Well, again, it's one race on a track that is about as difficult to get a hold of and to master as exists on the circuit. So. Um, I'm not going there yet uh, with Austin Dillon. I, I, you can say he won on fuel mileage and he won by dumping Almirola. Well, you know, I'm not going to say he won because he dumped Almirola. Almirola threw a block. So there was two to tango there. And as far as winning on fuel mileage, there are a lot of drivers who win races on fuel mileage. We don't immediately dismiss them as not being legitimate wins. He was in contention to win that race. When Kyle Busch ran out of fuel, he was second at the time so i'm not dismissing him especially on the mile and a half tracks because i think that's a strength of his so we'll see I didn't where say you should dismiss him i was just offering my opinion we'll see where it goes but i'm not ready to go there yet okay the other positive now i mean you could argue anybody finishes the top 10 is positive but Here's the other positive for me that I took out of the top 10. His name is Chris Busher. Not just Chris Busher. Well, Jake. hang on. Let me finish a sentence here. Chris Busher finished out, out of 10 drivers. Chris Busher finished ninth. Okay. Daniel Suarez was 10th. Busher's driving a car as a teammate to Ryan Priest. So somebody says, well, Chris had a good run. Fine. Well, you know what? So did his teammate. Ryan yes. Priest had a great run and got caught up in a situation that you can you could talk about it either way. You could say, well, the 52 card came to a dead stop five pit spots early. You could say Ryan Priest looked at his tack and ran into him. 50-50. You can, you know, you can call it what it is. I mean, it was an accident. It's a shame. But I think, Chris, that team, JTG Doherty Racing, yesterday backed up what Brad Doherty said to us at their event at the Hall of Fame before the season started. Um this is a team that's going to be improved and it's going to be contending 
inside the top 10 much more regularly this year, and I love it. I thought both drivers did a great job. If they did that well at Atlanta, got a track that's so hard on tire wear, I'm really excited to see what they can do at Vegas. Yeah. And, so is Chris Buescher. <laughs> and you mentioned the accident with Ryan Priest. And, easy for me to say. Yes. Ryan Priest and uh, BJ McLeod. Uh, my 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 point there is neither one of them really, you know, put the blame on anybody else. Ryan said, I was just looking at my tack and just didn't see him. BJ made the point of, you know, team orders. They needed that car for Vegas. He was taking care of it down pit road and was taking it easy into the pits. It was just an accident. They BJ made- also had a tire going down at that point, yeah, by the way. Yeah, he did. And, you know, that's the thing. The variable for me is the fact everybody said, well, why is he pitting with the lead lap cars? Well, he, he had a tire have, going down. Yes, he didn't have <laughs> a choice. He had a, yeah. t- he had a tire shredding, so, and they could not take a chance of tearing that car up, much less tra- draw caution. With that being said, the communication had to be better yeah, between BJ and his spotter and his crew chief to say, you know, there's a car coming up behind you. You might want to speed up a little bit. Um, but at the same time, you know, Ryan just looked at the tack and, and misjudged the distance or whatever. It's unfortunate for both guys and even more so for Ryan because he had a, certainly had a top 10 or better run going. And um, good to see JTG Doherty off to a hot start there. Okay, now let me see here. We have... Uh, two minutes left. I'm going to start this, and we'll continue it in the next segment. Um, we've we've thrown a few checkered flags out there. We can obviously add more if anyone wants to as the show goes on. I'm going to throw a couple black flags here. Um, and my first black flag is going to go to an entire race team. Hendrick Motorsports, when you showing up, bud? When you guys showing up? We aren't at Daytona anymore. They went to Atlanta and stunk up the joint. Jimmy Johnson was not competitive from the word go. Chase Elliott was barely competitive. William Byron was not competitive. Alex Bowman was not competitive. None of them were. They fin- no, nobody finished better than 15th. Unbelievably bad for Hendrick Motorsports. That team, I again, I don't want to overdo this because first time, new package, whatever. But... They were just awful. And Understand if the they go to Vegas and don't do any better, boy, you got to start thinking that something's got to give because, I mean, you, you can't rely on plate races to, to make your season for you. And uh, that was just unusually bad, Randy, for Hendrick Motorsports. And certainly not what we were hoping for when the season started. And they can't use the new bodies as an excuse this year because it's year two. You want to put a nail in their coffin? Ryan Newman finished 13th. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you know what? There's another positive. Ouch. We've thrown a lot of shade at Roush Fenway Fenway Racing in in the last year or two or three or whatever. Let me tell you, that six car ran really well. Uh Um, You know, and and, uh, Ryan Newman deserves some credit for that because he drove a heck of a race. We'll talk more about Atlanta. Again, we've got Cup Xfinity and Truck to get through. We've got... Uh, Chandler Smith in the wings as well. We'll talk India, maybe some NHRA before we're done. Stick around. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Be right back. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. I don't have the exact count on how many days it is until Bowman Gray starts back up, but it's coming. It's definitely coming. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Chris Murdoch, Randy Miller with you as we talk motorsports here on the Performance Motorsports Network uh, and our other 
uh, supported affiliates, and we look really forward to continuing our discussion here about Atlanta because so much went on, not just with the cup race. We had other series, too, and I'm going to hit one more negative that was, at least for me, uh, in the cup race, and that is Kyle Larson a driver who certainly appeared to have a chance to win the race and he had the car to win the race a pit miscue you know it's he done I, sped yeah i you know i i really like Kyle and Kyle is such a he's such a talented race car driver Randy but the thing that that has haunted him his entire NASCAR career is making mental mistakes and you know this is an example of one of those mistakes that you make and you take yourself out of a chance to win a race that you know should be yours yeah you know if you look at it from the perspective of him coming from the dirt world being a dirt driver or a former dirt driver myself i i think the mentality when especially when you're driving like board of outlaws or sprint cars yeah. is like you're on the loud pedal the whole time yep. and, and you, you don't know when to stop until the checkered flag comes out or until you're upside down. Um, so I think in his case, he's so like, like, like kind of like ADD or whatever. Like he, he focuses in on, okay, I got to get to the checkered flag yeah. at whatever cost that is. Yeah. And he, he, it's hard for him to transition between, okay, I'm not a sprint car driver anymore. I'm a sprint cup driver now. Um, or I guess whatever monster energy cup, but I'm saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm in the big leagues now. I have to, to take my brain out and put in the NASCAR brain instead of the World of Outlaws brain. Because you, you get that mentality of I have to go, 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 and you go, yeah. go, go until you've gone too far. And that's what happens with him is he ends up doing something. I don't want to say stupid, but doing something that, you know, uh, it just, again, mental mistakes. Yeah, right. that's I feel like that's what's haunted him his entire career, Jacob, is uh-huh. he's he's cost himself a lot of opportunities to win races and run for championships. Not to say there haven't been a share of car breakdowns and things like that. But um, if he ever gets to a point where he can just put a series of mistake free races together he'll start a winning streak and probably not stop for a while because the car almost always has the speed to win. It just seems like either something happens luck wise, or he bounces off the wall or he speeds on pit road, that kind of thing. So we meet this discussion again until Kyle Larson learns how to close the deal. He is not going to be a, a, a premier Cup Series driver, yeah. in my mind. As you mentioned, way too many mistakes. And he said after the race, we have to clean it up. But the problem is, Kyle, you've been saying that for about three years now. Yeah. I really thought two years ago, the 2017 season, when he won you know, four races going into the playoffs and then was just kind of, you know, looked to be a major factor and then was just kind of non-existent after that. You know, I thought that was going to be the year where everything got cleaned up, but you know, here we are two years later and we still have not been cleaned up. So yeah, it's just unfortunate. He, he's a very fast driver, but he's not a clean driver from a standpoint of, you know, he still makes a lot of, a lot of miscues. Yeah, I agree. You cannot, as, as Daniel Hemrick said to me after the race, you cannot make miscues in the cup series because everybody will jump on you like you're yesterday. You know, they'll they'll jump on you and take you out with the trash real quick. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, Martin Truex Jr. second place finish, but my goodness, Martin, will you please stop whining? I I like Martin, I really do, but he the, had, the entire well, race, all he was complaining about traffic. Were, was traffic. And here's the reality. Every car on the track has to deal with the same issues he does. It's not always about the traffic, Martin. Sometimes you got to know how to drive through the traffic. And Brad Keselowski found a lot of holes that Martin Truex didn't. Yep. And, you know, that's the bottom line for me. I hope, you know, Martin has been such a great champion. I really hope he's not going to... Um, kind of resort to just this incessant whining all the time because I don't think it's becoming of him as a racer. He had a second-place finish. It was a great day for him. The season's young, Jacob. I mean... He did have a right you know, to whine about one thing that he shockingly didn't whine about, and that was the, uh, that was the penalty that was... Not a penalty, but should have been a penalty and wasn't a penalty because NASCAR said it wasn't a penalty and it was just really confusing for everybody. Here's here's the deal on that. I'm glad you brought that up because I probably would have forgotten to say something about that. But here's the deal with that. Commu for, dear NASCAR, communicate. Well, yeah. For, for me, if you call a penalty... Um, you know, and, and, and you call it over the radio, then... If you decide after you look at the footage that what the computer saw, they didn't, it didn't actually see, it wasn't a penalty, then at least let everybody know that the penalty's been rescinded so nobody's wondering right to the end of the race, why didn't that penalty get enforced? Oh, we then, all heard it called. And there were a few drivers, including Ryan Blaney, who were saying over, you know, asking repeatedly over the radio why the 19 wasn't dropping to the back on right. the penalty because the other, the rest of the field heard it too. Yeah. And it was, you know, I, I was very disappointed in that, and I hope that that's something, a situation that gets resolved quickly and does not happen again because that was, it was very disappointing to see and I felt like took away a little bit from what otherwise was a great final run to the finish with Brad and Joey exchanging the lead the way they did and then, of course, Martin trying to chase him down and stop and consider this. Right. If Truex actually wins that race and we still, yeah, and, and we're, then we're talking about, oh, should he have never won the race because he should have been penalized? You know, right. that, that's not a conversation right. you want to have. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, I think, you know, at this point, here's, you know, here's where I'm at with this. Randy, and you can jump in um, with, with your two cents as well. Um, for me, I think Martin Truex Jr. is going to win multiple races before this year is out. Right now, I think that team is strong enough to be up front winning. I just think Martin needs to settle down and relax and just focus on winning races and not worry so much about why he's not winning a race. Yeah, I was I was one of Martin's biggest fans, you know, when he was coming up through, you know, junior motorsports and he was winning all the, you know, nationwide championships and stuff. But for me, I kind of soured on him last year at the Roval when he got under Jimmy Johnson about wrecking him for the, you know, wrecking him yeah. when he was about to win or whatever. But it's like, you know, Martin Truex, if this was a guy like, you know, let's say Jamie McMurray. I know he's not racing anymore, but, yeah. you know, if he was out there saying, oh, you know, I could have won the race had somebody not blocked me, I'd be like, okay, maybe you have a legitimate argument. But this guy wins races all the time. Right. He won so much last year. He's going to win at least the same amount of races this year, I'm sure. Yeah. Why are, what, do you, what do you possibly have to complain about other than you haven't, 
you know, it's been what, a couple years since you won the championship. That's the only reason you have to complain. You know, you're you're doing you you're driving for one of the best teams, if not the best team, out there right now. What what, what do you have to complain about? Yeah, shut up. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm sorry, but shut up. Atlanta is a wide track, plenty of room to pass. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, congratulations to Brad Keselowski winning the race on Sunday, and we will open some discussion here about. Um, we'll just go backwards. Uh, and talk about the Xfinity race on Saturday. Um, this race for me was the 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 completely boring race. Um, I I was surprised honestly that we didn't get more racing. We didn't get more entertainment out of this because we only had one yellow, and yep. it just wasn't a good show at all i mean you know and you and you hate to take away from anyone who wins a race because certainly you know it was kind of like domination in in a way but i just felt like the way that the race played out when it came down to the end you expect that you're going to have something better than what you got and there was just never a race to the finish you're, hang on a minute. It was kind of like domination. That was an absolute I'm trying beat to be down. No, I no. Well, there, at least there's no, every single lap. There's I mean, no let's... way to be positive about this other than to say Christopher Bell kudos yeah. because you absolutely <laughs> stomped him. And you know what? I'm gonna as we get ready to go to break. I'm gonna take that as a philosophy here because I was listening to Jason Ratcliffe uh, after qualifying on Saturday morning. Well, qualifying that wasn't actually yeah. qualifying because they got it eventually got rained out. So what would have been post qualifying? I was listening to Ratcliffe uh, in the garage area a little bit, and Jason said then Christopher Bell has wanted to come back to an intermediate track and wipe the floor with Tyler Reddick after Reddick quote embarrassed him end quote to win the championship last year. Message delivered. And who and who was chasing him down in the final laps? And Bell hung on and won. Tyler Reddick. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, I, I guess motivation is a he wanted a, to a prove funny a point. Thing. Yeah, um, Reddick earned every bit of that last year for sure. We'll uh, we'll come back talk more about Xfinity. We got the truck race too, which was anything but boring. More of the stock car show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. 
High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Dippel and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. We'll get to Tyler Dipple in a moment. He ran in the uh, Truck Series race on Saturday. Right now we're talking about the Xfinity win for Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. And I got to tell you, as much as Christopher Bell dominated the race, um, it wasn't without, again, some real highlights here. First of all, let's just go right down the top five because bunches to talk about here and even uh, into the uh, all the way down through the top ten. Cole Custer finishing in second. Cole came on late in the event, and I actually thought he was going to give Christopher a run for his money, and I'm not convinced that if that race hadn't been five or six laps longer, I'm not convinced Cole Custer actually doesn't have a shot at passing Christopher Bell for the win. No, because Christopher Bell pulled away to about, oh, I don't know, five car lengths in three laps, less than that over Cole Custer? No. No, and Cole well, and Cole said directly to me after the race that, that he had nothing for the 20. Well, boy, he sure made a, a, a good run for himself, Randy, as did third place Justin Allgaier. Both of those cars uh, definitely a factor at the end of the race. Yeah, he um, – I think Cole Custer lied, but whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I think he really wow. did. I, I, well, I mean, you know, I, I feel like a driver's going to tell you that, but then, you know, he's going to do whatever. Um, if I look down at the top ten, though, the only one guy that really surprised me was Jeffrey Earnhardt. I loved watching his performance. I thought he did a really good job, and it's it's kind of an inspiring thing because you know he's the forgotten Earnhardt, but or one of the forgotten Earnhardts. But that's a that's a classic case of putting somebody in a ride that's top quality and then showing what they can do. I that's think it's exactly funny because I actually heard somebody, or I shouldn't say heard, I saw somebody comment on Twitter. Uh, yesterday after the race that there should never be an Earnhardt in a Toyota. I had all I could do to restrain myself at that point. It's like, look, I don't care what make the car is. It's a stock car by current NASCAR rules. They're all the same pretty much. Those same people would probably, you know, 
give their right arm to drive a Volkswagen. Yeah, yeah thanks. I, mean, I, I mean, I just, it's like, come on, I understand that Dale was, you know, the modern day Marlboro man or whatever, the, you know, whatever you want to attach, American, whatever, but come on, man. <laughs> it, was, it was a great opportunity, and Jeffrey's had two races, Jacob, and boy, has he made, has he capitalized so far. This is what happens when you give a dri a motivated, hungry driver good equipment yeah. and tell him to go out, you know, dangle the carrot and tell him to go perform. And Jeffrey Earnhardt has absolutely gone and performed. I would almost compare this to the situation a year ago when Ryan Priest bet on himself. I mean, Jeffrey Earnhardt had a prior relationship with Extreme Concepts, the sponsor that he yeah. took to... JGR and now the sponsor that has branched out to start their own race team. You know, they could have gone and run most or a full season in lesser equipment, but Absolutely. Jeffrey wanted to go win races and have a shot to win races. Yep. He led 29 laps at Daytona, should have won a stage and got double teamed by the uh, colleague cars on the last lap of a stage at Daytona. Right. And he goes to Atlanta and yeah, okay, he doesn't lead a lap, but he contends among the top five to seven all day long. He had one heck of a race there. He really and did. that team, you know, the team said that they didn't really even put any focus on Daytona. They put all their focus into Atlanta, and I felt like that showed that, you know, they're going to have speed on these intermediate tracks. It was a great performance, and I'm just glad to see the Earnhardt name still having success in NASCAR, even though Dale Jr. is not in the sport. Maybe you can afford to anymore. shave now. Huh? Maybe you can afford to shave now. <laughs> Hang on a minute, Randy. Hang on a minute. Dale Earnhardt Jr. absolutely blasted somebody on Twitter yeah, know, after Saturday's race was over who uh, suggested that Dale needed to teach Jeffrey some grooming techniques, and Dale's response was something to the effect of, uh, I I'm going to be talking to him, but it'll be about where we're going fishing next. Uh, is, is he really the guy you want to talk to about grooming your... Your beard and mustache, because his his hair was pretty crazy back sometimes. Though. Well, yeah, well, he's got. I, I, look, I, I mean, you got his money. You probably don't care. I'm not a fan of the just came out of the woods look, but if that's what Jeffrey wants right. and everybody else is okay with it, you know, I I have no right to judge it. I mean, I I here's what I will say about Jeffrey Earnhardt, Chris. He's done one heck of a job in the first two races that he's had to drive for Joe Gibbs. He has, and it's honestly amazing just to see him take this opportunity and stride. And just relish in it. And, and his partner, IK9, is such a great organization. Yes. And and to have them on board and to be supporting. And, you know, what they announced in Daytona, that they're going to be running some uh, Xfinity Series races as well. Jeffrey Earnhardt's in a really good position this season. I agree. Um, for me, again, highlight here, fourth place, Brandon Jones, Joe Gibbs Racing, Brandon ran second for a while. Brandon ran up front a lot of the day. I think Brandon Jones is finally starting to find his place in the Xfinity Series with Joe Gibbs Racing. And I look for big things out of him this year, Jacob. I said this at the end of last year. Brandon's issue was not equipment, and it wasn't even experience. It was just a lack of competence. He, you know, after that race that he lost to then-teammate Ryan Priest at Bristol last year, I feel like his confidence took a serious hit, and he's just yeah. now started to really get that back. And after the race, I, I, I walked over to him. I looked at him, and he, he looks at me and goes, Dang, 
we had something here. I go, yeah, you did. Now, you know, now he says, now we're going to go to the West Coast Swing and do something with it. And that's the kind of fire that I've wanted to see out of Brandon Jones for a while. I think he's got a spark now, Chris. Yeah, Tom and I talked to him before the race, at, before driver intros, and he was excited. His energy was up. He yeah. was just ready to get. He was, he was at he was, home too, by yeah, the way. He was ready to get the the race underway, and I think this is definitely a different Brandon Jones than we've seen in past years. I think he's finally ready to just throw everything he has at it and hope something sticks. And Atlanta, it's stuck, and I can't wait to see what he does on the West Coast. Yeah, um, very, very, very good run for him. Top five, of course, Chris Bell, Cole, Cole Custer, Justin Allgaier, Brandon Jones, and the aforementioned. Tyler Reddick, who had an outstanding run again. If, yeah, if only they could minimize some of the pit road issues. And now the the issue on the last stop was not a, was not a crew member's fault. Yeah, the air hose just got caught on the right front fender. There, you know, you can't control that. So yeah, that's that's really a, a tough situation there. I thought Tyler did a fantastic job, and really, I I think Tyler did himself proud because a lot of people have questioned him going over to RCR. And whether that was the right decision. Yeah, and I think at least, again, one one race, because we can throw Daytona out, one race, sample size, so far, Tyler Reddick looks like uh, pretty good. Seventh seventh place, Ryan Priest again. What a weekend he had. Absolutely. Uh, and just unfortunate that the pit road issue on Sunday didn't let him have another top 10 finish to go with his run in the junior motorsports number eight. But good day for him. Good day for just quiet day, but yeah. a good day for Justin Haley and colleague racing who had some news and announced that uh, the uh, driver that I may have been a little, you know, ramped up about earlier in the show. Austin Dillon is going to be driving their second car, the number 10, this weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. So uh, welcome back to colleague Austin Dillon, who ran for them at Indianapolis last year. Noah Gregson, another you know young driver with a quiet day, Chris. And uh, th that Cindric kid who was very busy on Saturday. Yeah, he had to pull a, a lot of double duty for Mr. Brad Keselowski, who was fighting his illness and even yes. did some of the sponsor appearances that were on uh, the plate for Sunday. So Austin Cindric had a, a great run uh, pulling all of that off at such short notice. And I do want to go back a couple drivers you hit on. You hit the eight of Ryan or eight of Ryan priest and some news. Uh, the eight car, I guess today, not breaking, not so breaking news that they announced that Dale jr. Is confirmed to drive the eight car with Hillman's on board at Darlington uh, yep. so that was announced today like I said breaking but not so breaking news I think we all saw yeah it now, uh, Junior actually tweeted <laughs> about it in confirmation a, a couple weeks ago, ago. yeah yeah, yeah I, I think I agree with you guys I think Haley did a great job Noah Gregson had a good run I think Noah was Haley and Noah both after the race when I talked to them were, were just very disappointed in themselves um, which you know, again, uh, it's it, they're still new to this, and it's yeah. it's a. And can a, I say how, you know, I mean, Tom, we walked around in the garage. Can I just say how awesome that nine car looks in person? It looks amazing in person. It does. Yeah, I mean, I I thought they did well, and and um, it, Noah's interview was just. I I wanted to play the clip, but I decided not to because it was just so. 
He was just so down. Um, you but know. this it, is not nothing. This is no, not anything new. He, I, even going back to the truck series, he beat, he beat himself up a lot. But I trucks. think, and I think he needs to learn to stop doing that so much. I, I would agree. You, you know, you need you, you you need to be able to objectively say, I would agree. "What can I do better?" Without feeling so down for and, um, what you didn't get accomplished. He's got yeah. a whole season in that number nine, and he's going to do just fine. Two quick shouts in the Xfinity lineup. Number one, Brandon Brown in an unsponsored Chevrolet finishing 13th. Yep. They had some owner points from the three car last year that they converted into a great run. And Bobby Dotter and SS Greenlight with Gray Galding continue to impress me. They finished, uh, you know, just barely off the lead lap in that race. And, you know, top 16 after a great run at Daytona. That team has made some serious strides this year. But you completely glossed over 11th place Ryan yeah, Seek, who finished in I'm the sorry. top five at Daytona. Nope backing up his finish uh i think at daytona with a great run at atlanta and of course uh we've got michael and ed in at p12 ross chastain p14 in back was, in the jd motorsports car i was disappointed in annette i really thought he would be better yep um and uh garrett smithley finished in 17th um with the zero so uh that got his weekend off to a pretty yes. good start before hey, he so Long story short, we have to inter we have to interrupt before we get to our truck series conversation. Well, yes, to talk about a driver who's going to be in the truck series conversation and later. We'll do that. Chandler Smith, yes. right around the turn as we continue with more of the stock car show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Right after this. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You could start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. 
Hi, I'm Timmy Salamito, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Won't be just a couple of weeks' time. We'll be over uh, back at HMS for our next uh, remote broadcast coming up soon. But this portion of the show being brought to you by strutmasters.com, the proud sponsor of NHRA Top Fuel Driver, Clay Milliken, if you own a luxury car or SUV, eventually your high-tech suspension system is going to fail when it happens. Here's what you do. Call or click strutmasters.com for an American-made suspension conversion system that solves the problem for a fraction of what you'd pay at the dealer. And with that, we go to the strutmasters.com hotline for this segment, and we'll welcome in Chandler Smith to the show. Good to have young Chandler back. And Chandler, you have recently made a pretty exciting announcement about the next step in your motorsports career. Oh, yeah, for sure. And thank you guys for inviting me to be on the show tonight. We're happy to have you. Talk a little bit about uh, what you got going on with Kyle Busch Motorsports. Uh, you know, we recently announced I'll be racing uh, four truck races for Kyle Busch Motorsports this year in the uh, Gander Outdoor Truck Series, as well as... Uh, about four super late model races, I believe I will be racing with them guys as well. Okay, and talk about how that all came together. Well, the main thing that put all this together is I'm a development driver for Toyota Racing Development as well, and uh, Cowbush Motorsports is mained around Toyota Racing Development drivers and Toyota Racing Development in general. So uh, Toyota Racing had a lot of uh, input at where I went at, when I ended up moving up in the divisions of the truck series and they uh, felt it was best there and uh, over at Kyle Busch Motorsports. And it's honestly a true honor that I'm over there. You know, I talked to some of the press down at Atlanta this weekend about how I grew up watching Kyle Busch race in the cup series on Sunday. And it's just uh, kind of blows my mind a little bit now that it's reality that I race for somebody that I'm watching on TV when I was a young kid. So pretty cool deal. I know for you, it's, it's, going to be a fun set of four truck races because you're a short track kid and you get to start off the uh, your tenure with KBM at a couple of uh, fun short tracks in Iowa and then at Bristol and you're also going to get Gateway in June and Phoenix now known as ISM Raceway in November but I think the biggest thing about this you talk about Iowa and Bristol that you get to run those were two tracks that when you and I were talking over the weekend you you kind of circled as being tracks that you're really 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 looking forward to oh yeah for sure so uh little background on me in Bristol uh when I was about pretty sure I was 14 years old it was the inaugural short track nationals they had uh we went up and brought my super late model up there and uh it was just, it was awesome. I fell in love with that track instantly when we hit the track, you know. Uh, we ended up winning one of the heat races, and then we finished, I believe, we finished third in the uh, feature race, and the two people that ended up beating me in the feature are the two people I beat in the heat race, which is really ironic. So, uh, oh, wow. But uh, then a little background with me and Iowa Speedway is just uh, I raced Arkansas last year, learned a lot throughout the race. That's going to apply, especially when we go there in the truck, and I, uh, I feel really confident when we go back. 
So those two races, you're going to be driving the 51 for KBM. How cool is it for you? I, you just got to watch him win on Saturday night uh, to be able to work with somebody who's got the kind of truck series experience and resume that uh, your crew chief for those two races, Rudy Fugel, does. It's awesome. You know, like I said, it's a true honor not being able to work with these group of guys, you know, just being able to have the time of day to go work with these guys, learn, more or less just drive for them. It's a pretty cool deal, and I'm pretty blessed. So you, you And you get the super late model side of it, too. You get to run the Winchester 400, the All-American 400, and the Derby, which we anybody who's followed you long enough at the Derby knows you have a love-hate relationship with the with that race. You love to go there, and you it, it, it seems to hate you in return. But, uh, you know, <laughs> what, what does it mean for you? Obviously, all three of those crown jewel races you've run really strong in in the past to be able to go back and have a shot to take home a couple more of those trophies towards the end of the year. You know, it's going to be really good. I feel like I'm going to be working with a really good group of guys. I don't feel like it. I know I'm going to be working with a really good group of guys. Uh, so I'm going to do my job as a driver and expect them to do their job. And I will end up parking in victory lane, hopefully. So I will ask this only because I don't know that anybody's really um, – pose the question or i haven't seen it from you at least uh since the announcement came out with the three super races that you're running in kbm equipment this year are you guys do you guys have any of your own equipment still to run any additional super races or, or have you guys kind of divested that portion of of your operation uh no we do not we ended up putting it up on uh some social media that we were selling everything about a few weeks ago, and it was all sold in less than a week. So. Wow. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Toolbox, hauler, all three cars that we had, everything was gone. Wow. So now uh, what, what, is, what is your dad going to do and, and, and your team going to do now? Because that, that's always one of the interesting things that I don't think uh, people think about. When you guys move up and first get to the point where you're driving for somebody else like that, the family team kind of goes away, and everybody's like, gosh, what do we do now? Yeah, I know. It's always kind of a sad thing to do, too, and I was pretty – I wouldn't say I was upset, but I was kind of down in the dumps. I was having to leave all of my guys over at Ricky Turner and all them group of guys there. Great group of guys. Ricky Turner taught me a tremendous amount that I applied to Arca Racing. If I never went through him with that, I don't know that I'd have been as good as an Arca that I was. It's just the tremendous stuff that he ended up teaching me while we were together as a team. So, uh, But, you know, it's – part of a race and you got to move up you got to make those decisions and you know he's working with jake garcia now a young kid that was around my age when i started racing super late model so uh, hopefully he'll end up following my track looking at your schedule we've talked about the truck races we've talked about the super late model races and i think you've got what 15 arca races still with venturini motorsports this year as well I got 11. 11. I, I, I knew it was double digits. I couldn't remember exactly how many. So you, yep. you're still going to be really busy, just on a little bit bigger stage perhaps than you have been in the past. Oh, yeah, for sure. And the thing is with that also, you know, we cut down on Super Late Model races, but it excludes how busy I'm going to be with having to do tests and a bunch of other stuff that's behind the scenes that nobody really knows about. So I'm still going to be on top busy. Just like last year, I was telling some of my friends about it, only had one free week all summer that I could actually do something. Every wow. week and weekend, I was busy doing testing or racing or something of that nature. 
But I imagine, especially with the kind of partnership you've been able to grow with Toyota over the last year, year and a half, that uh, that you wouldn't trade that for just about anything at this point. Lord, no. These guys have been absolutely great to me. I, they, right when I got into the Toyota family, I felt right at home where I was, and they've never left that feeling yet. So, Nor do I ever think they will. With not running anything for points this year, uh, I, I imagine the, there's the obvious answer, but uh, the, goal, the goal this year, after the showing you had last year in ARCA, has to be to win in anything you get in, right? For sure. Where, are you most, you know, where, where do you most want to check that box? I, I, you had a few big wins in ARCA last year, but where do you most want, if you had to pick one, where do you most want to check that box? Ah, that's a hard that's a hard pick right there since I'm racing trucks and snowball derbies on that list too. So uh I'm not I'm not quite sure how to answer that question to be honest with you. There's a few of them, you know, I'd like to go win Bristol in the truck race, but it'd also be great to go win the snowball derby this year. Even with as little you know, as little bigger car experiences you have do you do you feel like you can go into a race like an Iowa or a Bristol in the truck and and contend to win right out of the box me personally I hold really high expectations for myself than other people probably do for me so me personally I think we can if everything goes right but uh you know I don't want to jinx myself and be like yeah we're going to well you've now that you know you're you're going to be a part of the truck series what are you working on what are, what are you thinking that uh you need to work on in order to make that transition smoothly just to the trucks yeah so toyota racing has a uh simulator in uh, north carolina that simulates basically any car that you get in just like you're driving it you know on the racetrack so a bunch of testing on the simulator definitely helps a lot you know i've been on that a few times already and it's awesome it's a good source to have while you can't go test so uh that's already helped a tremendous amount just stuff like that going out testing you know doing my job working out and staying fit has it uh sunk in yet that you're actually going to be racing for kyle bush i don't think it's going to completely sink in until i do the first test because i mean that's a pretty amazing opportunity you know kyle can be very polarizing as far as from a fan standpoint but i don't think anybody questions his knowledge and the skill set and, and his ability to bring young drivers along so you're certainly going to be in an elite group or have the chance to be in an elite group that many of which have gone on to you know race in uh, the xfinity in the cup series oh yeah for sure i'm looking forward with it yeah i'm sure you are okay so uh we, we've got just a minute or two left here, so I'm going to give you an opportunity here to uh, talk about anybody that you want to acknowledge, give shout-outs. Who helps you make all of this happen, Chandler? Oh, yeah, for sure. I just want to, first of all, just give all glory to God. You know, without him, I'm nothing. And uh, I'd like to thank my mom and dad the most as well. They're the ones that got me started racing when I asked to the little boy when I was four years old. And uh, they've ever they've been my biggest supporter ever since, you know. And uh, another big person I got to thank is uh, Toyota Racing. You know, they've backed me up for been with them for a year and a half now, and they've treated me like no other no other manufacturer will. So uh, can't thank them guys enough. It's uh, about all. All right, Chandler. Well, we certainly uh, appreciate the chance to talk to you tonight, and definitely wish you all the best 
in your upcoming starts for KBM and look forward, hopefully, to uh, having you back on the program once you kind of get into that a little bit and uh, talk about how it's going. 10-4. Appreciate y'all having me on the show tonight. That is Chandler Smith and uh, Jacob Definitely a young man with a huge future, and uh, we're really excited to see the opportunity that he's getting. I really am. I believed as soon as he uh, as soon as he started clicking with Venturini Motorsports in the ARCA Racing Series last year, I believed there was going to be something special. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we've seen that. You know, you don't just come into Venturini equipment in the ARCA Series and win twice. He finished. You know, he he won his first four poles and finished in the top ten in every single race he ran last year average finish of fourth in that ARCA car so a uh, lot of great things to come looking forward to seeing uh, what Chandler can do especially as he moves up to the truck side we're going to step aside when we return more of the stock car show here on race chase radio so don't go anywhere we will be right back how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life take time to be a dad today call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov brought to you by the u.s department of health and human services and the ad council Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Dylan Bassett, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. So here's an interjection. I Interjection? Yes, interjection. Today's There's word your of the word day. of the day. 
interjection is that I actually happened to run into uh, both of the Bassett brothers oh. over the weekend in the Atlanta Motor Speedway garage. They are working. Really? Yes, they are actually both working for Mario Goslin and DGM Racing, which fielded cars for wow. Josh Williams and Alex LeBay over the weekend. And I cannot say anything concrete yet, but a little birdie has told me that there will be some news coming up soon, potentially regarding the uh, Bassett brothers and a return to a race car. Well, good. Happy to hear that because certainly they are both fine young men and uh, strong racers, and we <laughs> hope to see them back on the track yes. real soon. As soon as there's something to say, you'll hear it hurt. You'll, you'll, Easy for me to say. You'll hear it here first. Wow, boy, okay. You can't get it out. Chris. I, I promise you. <laughs> I know. I, you, you have no voice now, but apparently his uh, little tongue twister has yeah. transitioned transferred to me. over to you. Okay. <laughs> trucks. Let's trucks. talk trucks, shall we? Well, and yeah, the Bush series. Yeah, literally. The Bush series. Breaking news. Kyle yeah. Bush is still the king. Yeah, and, and for those of you who are Kyle Bush fans, don't don't throw hate mail at me. I'm just making a joke. It, but but that's the easy thing to do when Kyle Bush wins a truck race is to call it the Bush series. Pretty much same for Xfinity. The reality is that look, the, the, <laughs> you can't take away the fact that he's now the all time yes. victory leader in the NASCAR. Uh, let's see, NASCAR, Craftsman, Camping World, Outdoor, uh, Gander, Gander Outdoor Truck Series. That Whatever thing. it was. <laughs> what, whatever I tried to get all the sponsors what, whatever, in there, obviously I yeah. failed miserably. What, you, forgot the, you forgot the NASCAR Super Truck Series from way back oh, in the that's very right, beginning. Yeah. But it's back okay. when, they, back yeah. when they called them Super Trucks. Yes, the NASCAR, the, the NASCAR Super Craftsman Camping World Gander Outdoor that's Truck Series. That's the Truck Series. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, as I wrote in my race lead story over the weekend, move over, Ron Hornaday. There's a new king in town, and his name's Kyle Bush, or Rowdy, as he's become known for uh, you know many years now in the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. And you know what's funny, Tom? Going into this weekend, or this past weekend now, Kyle Bush had never won a truck race in Kyle Bush Motorsports Equipment at Atlanta. He had, all, he had won all four of his prior truck races in Billy Blue Motorsports equipment before he started KBM. So what did he have to do to win in KBM equipment at Atlanta? He Bring just, Billy Blue. He, he just brought Billy Blue back yeah. and put Billy's company on the side of his car as, or truck as an associate sponsor. Billy was at the racetrack, and what do you know? He won. Well, and what's interesting to me about the way that, of course, first of all, can we talk about the fact that Saturday was the worst weather day at a racetrack where we actually raced that I've ever seen? I it mean, was terrible, but we got all the laps in. Well, we got all the laps in, and, and, and but what I'm saying is the, the morning started for Kyle Bush in the Cup Series practice uh -huh. with him it backing it into the wall and going to a backup car for Sunday's race. It, there was a cold mist that apparently was not hitting the racetrack, Randy, all day long. But boy, was it 
ugly to be out in and deal with. Yeah, when I when I turned on the truck race Friday night, I was like, I was squinting and I was like, are my eyes that bad? I'm like, oh wait, no, that's fog. Like it's just fog and mist and yeah. And I swear, I thought Ugh. somebody picked up Atlanta Motor Speedway and moved it into the Pocono Mountains. I, it looked like it. For it a was just awful. And so for for Kyle Busch to start the day with a crash and come back at the end of the day. He had a super fast truck, and he then, was mad. then again, a you know a pit road miscue, a loose wheel, and Kyle Busch goes to the back of the field, and what does he do? Oh, but that was straight fun. to the that front. That was fun. It, it took him twenty laps to go from twenty fourth to first, and that was after he had gone from sixth to first in one lap on lap seven, like a freaking video game. It move. was unbelievable. I just, I think. Uh, from now on, when Kyle runs a truck, they should start him two laps down just for the show. I <laughs> yes. mean, you know he's still going to win. <laughs> yes. It's unbelievable he's that good. But, yeah, again, um, congratulations to Kyle on the win. It was great to see that he had blue there. That was kind of fun. Yeah. But, again, stories, 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 stories. Okay, first can, can of all. Can we start with lap 121 first? Okay, if you want to. Because... The, the, the biggest story of that truck race was not even that Kyle Busch won the race. It was that we almost sent Chad Finley into the stratosphere <laughs> in a, in a seven-truck kaboom on the front stretch on a restart. I think it was maybe Jesse Little and Parker Kligerman that got together yeah. because Jesse didn't go, and Parker goes, I didn't mean to turn him, but he wasn't going. And it just went kaboom. And Chad Finley's uh, front splitter dug into the turf. Uh, Team Valence, thank you. And Chad went about 70 degrees up in the air. And that's not to mention that when the CFR hauler was leaving the racetrack, they went through the wrong tunnel and it crashed. <laughs> it crashed, boomed their hauler, and now they can't even go to Vegas. Uh, that was a really bad day yeah. for, for CFR. Um, yeah. Really unfortunate for those guys. In other news, Johnny Sauter finished second. Well, he did, and that's, I was going to start, when you talk about stories, I was going to yeah. start with Johnny and really just the whole Thor Sport group, in a way, because every one of them. Yes. Um, you know, you had I, Sauter I, finishing second, you had Emfinger finishing third, you had Ben Rhodes Finishing in fifth, the only one who wasn't in contention at the end was Matt Crafton. And that was back only 14th, because Crafton had a loose wheel on his yes. final pit stop that he had yes. to make a second stop for. Other than that, all four Thor Sport trucks were top five level trucks. And actually, at one point during that race, I have a photo of it, by the way, if you go to speedsport.com. They were running first, second, third, and fourth. And I looked at Ben Rhodes after the race. I said, y'all were one through four at one point. He goes, we were? I said, yeah, <laughs> you were. You wouldn't know anything about that at the time because, well, he was leading. <laughs> well, you know, and Ben Ben gave us a great quote before. The, we, we had a chance to talk to him on Saturday. I interviewed him in the hauler. And um, Ben was I, – I always kid Ben about, you know, UFC and boxing because he's really into oh the he's a boxing thing. yeah and and so I said to him how's that going are we still you know are we still doing the UFC boxing thing and and he <laughs> he said yeah we're still doing it and I said well how's it all going and he's like well let's put it this way we're on a pretty good roll right now coming out of Daytona it would be a real shame if somebody tried to stop it. 
And I just thought, okay, that sounds like a threat. It, it, he just it almost was. It, yeah, he he. Uh, that ninety nine was good. He ran a great he ran a great race, and it was good to see him up there. Um, what he talked about with the number, by the way, was that uh, Duke Thorson wanted he he moved to ninety nine because he's trying to slowly get all the numbers to more line up with each other. Ah. So we have the ninety nine, the ninety eight, the eighty eight. And, of course, you got the oddball 13 over there, um, you know, that, that I, hasn't changed yet, but maybe I'm eventually to, will. Yeah, I'm trying um, to remember how they even got the 13 to begin with. I don't know. But but uh, at any rate, uh, Ben finishing in fifth. But you know what? Here is the opportunity that we get to talk about Ross Chastain. It seems like every week we talk about Ross Chastain for something because he deserves it. He went out with Nice Motorsports, finished a solid sixth place. And ran as high as third. Yes, he was in the top three. And you know what, Randy? I love seeing that Nice Motorsports truck out there. They've got an alliance now with GMS. uh, And it's really improved the performance of those trucks. Timothy Peters was up there all race long and finished 10th as well. So two top 10s for Nice Motorsports, and they're competitive. That's awesome. Yeah, Ross started 21st, by the way. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. you know, so he kind of started, you know, kind of mid, mid-pack in the field. But it's nice to see new teams, or not new teams, but, you know, again, we talk about the same teams over and over again, week after week, year after year, and it's nice to see have a new team to talk about every once in a while. So it's cool to see these guys, you know, come back with, with good drivers and better equipment and, and actually be able to contend with these guys that have been dominating the sport for a while. Well, absolutely. Um, Harrison Burton uh, finished back in the eighth spot. Uh, uh, let me go back a minute. Austin Hill finishing in seventh. Let's give him some props. Again, another day. consistent run. Yeah, he's at a first day. and a seventh in um, two races in his new ride for Hattori Racing. Harrison Burton in the KBM team truck, one of them, finished in eighth. But, of course, should have finished so much better. Yeah, than I mean, he was let, contending for the lead let's, most yeah, of let, the race. Let's be clear that this is where lap 121 comes in because the race was red flag. The mist was really right. heavy. It should have been over at that point, according to most everybody, right. including Kyle Busch. But they re- you know, they worked their butts off to restart and give us the final nine laps. Harrison restarted on the outside lane. He was second at the time. And, Tom, that was the story of the whole weekend, and I feel like is the continued story of Atlanta Motor Speedway. The outside lane on restarts sucks. Yeah, it really does. You know, and Kyle talked about the fact that, uh, you know, he was bad on the top last year. Everybody's bad on the and top. So this year when it came down to it, he obviously wanted to make sure he was in position to win. And, um, you know, would have been he would have enjoyed obviously seeing Harrison finish second. But still, eighth place, uh, good run for him as he continues his development first full season in the truck series. Ninth place, Todd Gilliland. You know, I was really interested to hear Kyle talk about Todd. I guess Todd made a comment um, after the race or maybe during the race at some point about, um, you know, I've got the same stuff he has. How is he so fast? And, um, you know, Kyle's reaction was very interesting. He's like, well, you know, you got to you got to figure it out. You know, the trucks yeah. are not that slow. And, you know, I think he's he basically said Todd needs to, to pick it up. Obviously, uh, he, you know, Kyle admits that Todd should have obviously won a couple of races last year. But, you know, that didn't happen, not through any fault of his own. 
Um, but I think he feels like it's time to go. And, and Todd just um, Todd just hasn't. Um, you know, ninth place, definitely not what either of them would prefer. No, and I'm, you know, there was a part of me that was genuinely surprised that uh, Kyle was so hard on Todd after that truck yeah. race because this is barely the beginning of year two, but, you know, you watch, at least traditionally in the past at KBM, year two is when the drivers who return are expected to go out and perform. And uh, my gut tells me that even though this is Atlanta and it's a track that Todd hadn't even seen before I was gonna Saturday— say. Uh, that Kyle believes Todd's learned enough in the truck series that he ought to be able to adapt and be ready to go. They're expecting Todd Gilliland to contend for a championship yep. this year, not just make the playoffs, contend for a championship. Absolutely. And off to a very slow start. Yeah, for sure. Uh, rounding out the top ten, as we mentioned, Timothy Peters. We'll talk a little bit more about the truck series. We've got uh, – IndyCar that we want to talk about a little bit before we leave the air tonight as well and also a little bit of NHRA perhaps we'll see if we can get time for that but I want to hit some more truck series events first back with more of the stock car show presented by HMS Motorsport right after this parents your son or daughter has had their license for a while now but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed. Ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents. Vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery. Threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Androsik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. 
the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Harrison Rhodes, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. And hey, as we get uh, set to talk trucks, if you are in a position where you need a career change, you're thinking about making a career change, why not check out My Computer Career? If you have any interest in IT or any type of that works, the cybersecurity jobs are available right now, and My Computer Career can have you trained and fully certified as an IT professional in as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It is My Computer Career. There are seven campuses across the USA or you can do your training online and it doesn't even have to be on a daily basis. Two to three times a week can get you there. It's all dependent on your schedule. Mycomputercareer.edu is the place to go. Mycomputercareer.edu. Take the free career evaluation test. You could be an IT professional as little as four months. It's not rocket science. It is my computer career. And with that, we resume our conversation about trucks at Atlanta. And one driver that we have to talk about among all the drivers in the field. We've had Anthony Alfredo on this show a number of times over the course of the years since he was driving in late models here, uh-huh. limited late models and late models here in the southeast. He's from Ridgefield, Connecticut. And all this young man did in his first start at Atlanta Motor Speedway in a truck, first truck start period on a track that's among the hardest on the circuit to get a hold of is, <coughs> pardon me, charged from 26th starting spot all the way up to 10th in this event. He was in the top 10 and ended up 17th. But I got to tell you, Anthony um, really showed, I think, in that DGR 17 truck what he's capable of and hasn't had a lot of mile and a half experience. This was a huge accomplishment for him. He just kept learning as the race went on, and you could see him getting uh-huh. better. And he was he was in the top 10 to 12 for a good bit of the event. He was, and I believe he was another one that just on that late race restart got hung yeah, out on the did. outside yep. and just wasn't able to go anywhere. That outside groove was just so treacherous on restarts all night long. And it's you know kind of unfortunate, but that's another learning process. I felt like he showed very well and certainly earned a good amount of respect for uh for you know for how he ran and how he raced yeah, everybody in the, sure. you know through that race. There was one point where I think he was close to getting lapped or maybe got lapped and then got a lucky dog and was right around the the fifth the the bullet train otherwise known as Kyle Bush and I was just impressed with how cleanly he uh, he kept to himself and you know didn't didn't necessarily get in anybody's way didn't try to cause you know 
consternation. There's another word of the day, or <laughs> you know, and do anything too crazy. He just you know ran his race, and I felt like it paid off really well. For yeah, him. absolutely, and uh, finished on the lead lap. Good job for Alfredo, and a few spots further up in the order. Um, we should give a shout out to Tyler Dipple. Finished in eleventh. A good run for Young's Motorsports and Tyler Sheldon Creed and his uh, GMS Deuce finishing up. In 12th, good qualifying run as well to be in the I, top five. I was shocked that Sheldon wasn't any better during the race than he was. And maybe it was just that they were missing a little something in the setup in race trim. But I, I was genuinely surprised. I mean, in fairness, both GMS trucks, I really don't know where the heck Moffat came from to finish fourth at the end. But really, I felt like both GMS <laughs> trucks were kind of non-existent for much of the day in Atlanta. We'll, we'll call that Brett Moffat doing Brett Moffat things. When the end yeah, of the race comes enough. around, he's always up front one way or fair another. Enough. Sheldon, uh, definitely good qualifying run, and uh, he'll keep learning uh, racing-wise in the truck series. And let's give a call to Brennan Poole, finishing 13th in the on-point number 30. And again, you know, this is a team that's trying to get better. They've brought Brennan in. They're going to run the full season and Brennan is a guy who I think can get this team into the top 10. And mm -hmm. it was just good to see that he was at least mixing it up with the top 10 trucks. I absolutely agree. And I think Brennan is going to have a lot to say as we go later in yeah. the season. I just think he needs a little bit of time to mesh with that 30 team. And, you know, the longer we get into this, uh, they'll be just fine. Oh, absolutely. So, again, Kyle Busch winning the race. The last comment I'm going to make about this or the last topic, and I'll go around the, ta the table on this one because this one, it kind of surprised me and it kind of didn't. The quote from Johnny Sauter about Kyle Busch, I was kind of trying to wreck him. He kind of was trying to wreck him. I was kind of trying to wreck him. Randy, what in the world? Well, I mean, you know, Kyle hasn't been, you know, in, in too many truck races over the last couple of years. He's kind of scaled back and, you know, done his development program kind of thing. But anytime a truck driver or an Xfinity driver sees Kyle Busch on the entry list, they automatically know it's going to be a long day for them. So, I, I, I mean, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, if I was Johnny Sutter, I'd do the same thing. But, I mean, you get frustrated after a while of yeah. seeing the same guys up front, especially somebody who's dominating performances like Kyle Busch does usually. You just get tired of following him around. So, I mean, you know, he probably wouldn't do anything. But, it, you know, when you get out of your truck and you have microphones in your face, you say some things you probably don't yeah. mean to say at the yeah. time. But I feel like, you know, that's just that just shows you the level of frustration sometimes these guys go through when they see these cup guys coming down and dipping down. And, and taking, you know, money and, and, you know, points. Well, not points, but money and, you know, owner points and stuff like that away from uh, from the guys that are running the series every single week. It, they, they get frustrated and, and, you know, they want to do something about it knowing that they, they can't, but they'd like to. Yeah. it's uh, I just thought, Jacob, it was a strange thing to say. I was kind of trying to wreck him. I, I, I guess it's honest. Is it really but strange, though, that Johnny Sauter would say that? No. Johnny Sauter's been kind of a <laughs> John, bad boy yeah. well, sometimes. I mean, he can, he, Johnny, Johnny's he, not afraid to ruffle feathers. He can be he kind of a windnut, but I, I just – that that was just it, interesting. It, it didn't surprise me I mean, at all. Doesn't you know, have Ben Rose Johnny. on your team who's all M MMA and, you know, went to fight. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, Ben – Ben, I think, likes to play that up a little bit. But uh, that was just thought it was an interesting quote. Okay, so uh, overall, I thought Atlanta was was good. I mean, I, I think the truck race was good. The Xfinity race was unfortunate. Uh, you know, it just did. It never became the kind of a race that I thought that it should nope. have been. Um, and then the cup race, I thought, was encouraging. I don't want to say the plate the, the, or the package is the answer. 
I just I was encouraged by what I saw. I agree. I think we'll be more encouraged this weekend at Las Vegas. I hope so. I'm I don't want to say I'm concerned, but when I hear drivers talk about flat footing it down a mile and a half track, like I said, I just wonder what kind of racing as we talked about on the top of the show, wonder what kind of racing that's gonna be. You know, when you're when you're in traffic and and uh, hopefully it does what it's supposed to do. But um, definitely going to be an interesting weekend in in Vegas as we start the West Coast swing. So we'll see where things go. But certainly um, it was a, a challenging weekend. I am so thankful that yesterday at turned out to be sunny in 60s, even though it was still really windy because, boy, yeah. Friday and Saturday were just brutal. No, wait, hang on a minute. You weren't there Friday. Well, Friday I understand was not that Friday, but but it Friday turned out re- it turned it out really good. really good. But it certainly didn't start like it was going to be really good. It just turned out oh, that way. Yeah, Thursday night it didn't look like it was going to be good. Then Friday morning when we got there, the clouds lifted at about you know, I got there by about nine thirty, and good grief, the clouds the clouds lifted. We had practice and it was great. Yeah, and we had qualifying and it was great. But uh, Saturday was. Awful. Saturday that was, was one bad. Of the, that was one of the rawest days I've spent at a racetrack in a while where it didn't actually precipitate enough to cancel anything. It was just a really bizarre day. Okay, um, quick time for some NHRA here. Um, and, and again, this is an example of I, I love NHRA because I've said this every time we talk about NHRA, I talk about you just don't know from weekend to weekend who's going to hit it and who's going to miss it. That is correct. It comes down to tenths of a second. And, Not even tenths. Thousands know, thousands, sure. Yeah, and Billy Torrance. Wow. Nah. <laughs> Not wow. This is expected. Why? Dem Capco boys. Yeah, Just but- the other side of Dem Capco boys. Antron Brown did the unthinkable on Sunday, he beat Steve-O in round numero uno, one, yeah. bye, gone. That means Daddy had to pick up the slack, and Billy Torrance did a beautiful job of it. Second career top fuel win and second season in a row, he's won a national event. Just At 60 years old, I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how hot that team is, and yet that's you just don't expect to hear Billy Torrance. You've expected to hear Steve Torrance. Steve was out in the first round, and Billy says, hold my beer. I got this kid. <laughs> that's funny. I thought that was a typo, too, whenever no, I first read the results. Absolutely like, not. Absolutely not. It was great. And the raw emotion that the Fox cameras captured at the end of that top fuel pass when Steve, uh, when, ha, now I've, you got me doing it. When <laughs> Billy won the final round was just great. I loved it. All right. Um, we're going to extend a minute or two in this segment here because I want to get through this. Matt Hagen in Funny Car again. I love this. Bing. Let's see. Matt Hagen. I believe this is the third time in the last five years that Matt Hagen has won at Wild Horse Pass Motorsports Park, and this was desperately, I feel like, needed for Don Schumacher Racing. They needed something to go right, especially after Tommy Johnson Jr., that car went kaboom. It lost a tire Gone. Goodbye. Yeah. He still won in round one. They had to make up a lot of uh, money after that. And Matt Hagen said, I'll go win a race so that we can do something right here. He did that. And in pro stock, the most competitive class in professional drag racing, 
I feel like years ago we were talking about Jed Coughlin going, when is he going to stop winning? And the last couple of years we've been asking, when, when is, is he, he going to start yeah. winning again? In his 1,000th round of professional NHRA drag racing, Jed Coughlin gets national event win number 62. He wins the day in the Jegsmobile. That is should scare some pro stock competitors because Jed Coughlin winning in race number two. Oh, look out, boys. And guess what? We're going to my favorite event on the NHRA schedule coming up in about three weeks' time, and it's a big one. The golden anniversary, the 50th running of the Amelie Motor Oil NHRA Gator Nationals at Gainesville awesome event they're oh, going to yeah. have a reunion of legends during this event big daddy don garlitz is going to headline the weekend it's going to be beautiful the pro stock motorcycles will make their first appearance of the year there gainesville's a fun drag strip they've just finished redoing the surface i predict some fantastic racing and a surprise winner in the golden gator nationals absolutely well it, it should be fun and again as you said march 14th through the 17th is when that is the final uh, segment of our show coming up next, it is the lightning round, and we all know what often happens, the lightning round. So stick around. Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport continues right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science. It's my computer career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. 
If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Okay, welcome back to the Stock Car Show, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, and want to uh, also mention strutmasters.com, the suspension leaders, and of course, the proud sponsor of Clay Milliken. The only thing faster than the service at strutmasters.com is Clay Milliken stomping on that loud pedal, and uh, our friends from mycomputercareer.edu as well. Training for a better life. We begin our lightning round with a leftover, we'll call it, from NHRA conversation. Jacob, you had a f- quick note. You yes, wanted to I pass did. Along. And I just want to give a massive shout out to Bob Vandergriff Racing and 24 year old Jordan Vandergriff, Bob's son, who was unbelievable in his NHRA Top Fuel debut on Sunday in Phoenix. He won his first two rounds of competition and almost went all the way to the final before he got taken down by Billy Torrance in the semis. But stop and consider this. When you are not just a rookie in Top Fuel, but a bone stock never run a race rookie in Top Fuel, and you go out in your first two rounds of racing and go 369 with a two at 333 miles an hour to defeat Brittany Force, who kind of has a top fuel championship. And then you go into the second round of competition and you beat Doug Coletta. You're, you you're done something, something, kid. Exactly. So yeah, good I on agree. Jordan Vandergriff. And I know he's not running a full schedule, but I'm tremendously looking forward to when he's going to be back in competition. Kid's good. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, so lightning round. I'm going to get us all involved in this. Uh, Randy, you as well, if you would like to. We go to Las Vegas, and I'm going to just just mention a few changes in the Xfinity Series entry list for this event. Um, first, and I'm going to go around the table with each. We're going to do uh, basically a buy and sell We have, first of all, in the number eight car, making his debut from Huntington Beach, California, driving for Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mr. Zane Smith. Are you buying or selling that Zane goes out and cracks a top 10 finish in his first start for JRM at Vegas? Randy. He's in the equipment. He has the talent. So two and two together, I'd say he has a legitimate shot. I'll, I'll buy it, sure. Okay, Randy is buying. Jacob, are you buying or selling? I'm absolutely buying all day. I've talked to him at both Daytona and Atlanta and watched him just be an absolute sponge, soak in everything over the past two races to get himself ready for this. It's it's basically a home race for Zane. He grew up out on the West Coast. You know, He's from California but spent a lot of time as a kid racing at the Bull Ring at Las Vegas. Now he gets a chance to run at the big track, which he you know, grew up looking at – Looking across the street at and going, I want to be there one day. Now he's got his shot, and 
I believe he stays smooth, he stays clean, and he does get a top 10 finish in Vegas this weekend. I'm not only buying the top 10. Here's a limb for you. Solid top five and contending for the win in his first race at Las Vegas, Zane uh, Smith. I don't think he's that good. He's not. You, you don't contend for the win when the guy who uh, kind of built racing in Vegas as a kid is in I the race. I said contend. Didn't say he was going to win. He's no, no, Again, nobody else is contending for the win when Kyle Busch okay, is going to run away with then it. Then I'll make you happy. Contending for a top five non-winning spot that could be second, third, or fourth. Yes. I'm just buying that I think Zane's going to come out of the box Every, real yeah. strong this the eight, weekend. The 18's on the entry list. Everybody else is racing for second. And by the way, uh, I know before we get to the Kyle Busch question here, I know that uh, Noah Gregson is from Las Vegas, Nevada. And I know that Noah was very disappointed in himself. Here's what else I know. Noah yes. Gregson's not Kyle Busch's teammate anymore. If that number nine car is in any kind of a position, to race with Kyle Busch, just if it happens, he'll do it. I yeah, he'll I would it. love to see that finish between those two. Okay, would be fun. So here comes the obvious question: Kyle Busch making his return to Xfinity competition in the number eighteen Extreme Concepts IK9 on the car. Chances that Kyle Busch does not win on Saturday in Vegas in percentage form, Jacob. Point, 0.1%, about the same as if lightning were to strike me right now in this chair. 0.1%. I'm calling a Kyle Busch victory right now. Randy, I guess I might have changed the question or better proposed it as chances Kyle Busch doesn't lap the field, no. but we'll stick with the original in percentage form. No. It's... Just because Kyle Busch is in the in the entry list, I get it. He's Kyle Busch, but so is Christopher Bell. So is Justin Allgaier. I mean, all these guys have a legitimate shot. So I, I I'm going to say at least fifty fifty. I'm not going to say Kyle's going to dominate the race because maybe you know Noah Gregson will wreck him or something. You're, hey, <laughs> no, hey, I stop. Well, Johnny Sauter will come after him. Hey, 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 <laughs> you're not you're you're not willing to say Kyle Busch will dominate the race, but I am. Okay, so you you actually no. said fifty percent chance that's not I, win. Yeah, okay, um, and Chris Murdoch is having uh, voice issues here, but uh, he, he signed me a two. So is that two percent, Chris? Two percent chance that Kyle loses on Sunday, I'm Saturday, Saturday. Sorry, I'm slightly more optimistic than either you, Jacob, or Chris. I'm a little less optimistic than Randy. I'm going to go five. <laughs> that Kyle Busch does not win the race on Saturday. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to see the 18 to victory lane, but I will say if he loses, I'm going to say it's either going to be Christopher Bell or Noah Gregson that stops him. Here's some other um, interesting things here as we just look real quick at this entry list because I, I, we didn't talk about Chad Fincham. Chad's got, carrying the number 42. For a reason. For a reason. And that reason is... They bought the points from Chip Ganassi Racing when that team folded after the DC Solar pullout, which almost, thank God for Carl Long's common sense, almost was a terrifying moment at the start of Saturday's NASCAR yeah. Xfinity Series race because least. when qualifying was rained out, those points would have put Chad Fincham and did temporarily put Chad Fincham on the front row. 
Yikes. <laughs> you know... <laughs> hey, listen, I love Chad. Chad's a great guy, and he does have the experience. That car, on the other hand, does not have anywhere close to the speed. He would have been run over before they got 100 feet past the start-finish line. Great call by the team to drop him to the tail, knowing that they needed to preserve a race car, and they did. Yeah, I mean, that uh, was interesting, and I'm, I'm glad they did what they did, but I'm not so pessimistic. I think that uh, Chad would have been okay. He's, he's a seasoned veteran. I think he would have been okay on the front. It's just well, tough. Well, no, it, it's, it's, not, it's not about experience. It's about the speed yeah, differential. Well, it's, it's about the speed differential between the cars at the front yeah, and that's that car. True. That, yeah, car was, that car was lapped multiple times yeah, during that race. True. It would never, it would, no, it wouldn't have been close. I'm not a fan, by the way, and I never have been. I just want to throw this a in. Point? Swaps. Buy, yeah, point swaps. Well, like when that it's, when a team shuts down, they have to go. So the points yeah, have to go I somewhere. I just think that's unfortunate. Because, and, and I'm not saying anything negative about Chad's team at all. Just saying that I, I, I just find that to be uncomfortable. Because then you get situations like this. Yeah. And you know, we, we we're forced to change lamps. Okay. I want to point out truck series a couple things. First of uh -huh. all, Stefan Parsons. He's back. He's back. Now, unfortunately, he's not in a very good truck. Yeah, I don't know. What do you know about this truck? It's number one. Yes, it's the it's um, Tracy Lowe used to be business partners with Mark Beaver. That's when the one ah, and the 50 used, okay. were teammates. They eventually went their separate ways. And now Tracy Lowe is the, the sole owner of the one truck. But that used to be uh, when the uh, Beaver Motorsports one and 50 were was a two truck operation. It's gotcha. It's, it's a backmarker truck at best. And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm just being honest, Stefan gonna I, I feel like struggle to finish top 25 in that truck because the equipment's just not good but you know god bless him for being back in the garage area keeping his name at least out there and we'll see what he can do yep anthony alfredo making another start uh this time in the set in the 15 in the 15 truck for because we're running three trucks yeah. for egr crosley <laughs> in las vegas and Ryan Reed is back. Yeah, and that's the other one I was going to get to because that's, uh, again, seeing Ryan be able to come back to racing here in, in the 17 truck. Dexcom, the sponsor on that. Mm -hmm. Hopefully this can be more than a one-race shot for him. We don't know yet, but I would say I hope so, too. I, I would say it all hinges on how well he does this weekend. Well, frankly. I agree. Uh, and, by the way, we didn't mention Corey Roper when we were re recapping the truck series. Corey finished 16th, which doesn't really sound like an exciting finish, but here's a guy who is, again, making a transition yeah. and trying to build himself up. Had such a good run at Daytona. 16th, not bad. Corey no. entered again, of course, at uh, Vegas. All right, so we get now to the Cup Series, and... You know, not a lot of uh, obviously looking at the entry list. Not going to be a lot it, of no, debate. No, it, it is what it's pretty it, much the it, same it, group it, of cars. It is, yeah, it is. Um, it is what it is because we know uh, uh, thirty-six charter cars. They don't change from week to week, and I that we may pick up one open car. I know Parker Kligerman's making his third and final start in the uh, 96 or third and final scheduled start. I was going to say in the 96 more. for. Uh, for Gaunt Brothers Racing for Marty Gaunt, but other than that, I th Joey Gase yeah, is the Joey other Gase, open car yeah, in yep. uh, Car in Carl Long's '66 car. So uh, that it'll be their first start of the season. We're too short of okay. a full Cup Series field. So quickly, let's pick yep. a winner. Round the table. Start with Randy. Ryan Blaney. Oh. That's an interesting pick. I okay. think he did good. He was doing good at Atlanta. Oh, he Pen did. Penske's on a roll, yeah. as I always are. Chris, so. Chris, are you acceptable? Go are, are you good enough to sign your pick? 
you're Chris thinking. is thinking about his pick. We'll let him we'll let him think for a minute. Jacob, go ahead. I'm going to shock the world here. I'm not going to pick one of the big. I'm not going to pick one of the big teams. I'm picking a team that showed so well in Atlanta. I think they're going to be a big team before it's over. Kurt Busch wins in Sin City. You stole my pick, but okay, go ahead. Uh, Chris is still thinking, so I'm just going to say Kurt Busch is going to win. I agree with Jacob. I can't believe I just said that. And the ten car, Eric Almarola is Chris's pick to win. So we got I would a like of to see that three. Actually, we all picked. No, we, you and I picked Chevys. Chevy. Kurt's in a Chevy now. So, yeah, Chevra. two Chevys and two Fords. Interesting. All right, take us out. Wow. It's already time to go. It is. I'm sad. <laughs> Thanks to our uh, our partners that help make this show possible, HMS Motorsport, mycomputercareer.edu, and strutmasters.com. And uh, we'll be back to do it all again uh, Thursday for Motorsports Madness as well as in one week for another edition of the Stock Car Show for Randy Miller behind the glass, and for uh, Chris Murdoch and Tom Baker, I'm Jacob Seelman. Keep it off the wall, folks, and if you're headed to a racetrack, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.